Welcome to Politics yep. and Right. My name is Egberto Willis, your host. Good morning, Houston. Good morning, Harris County. Good morning, Texas. Good morning, the country of the United States. Good morning to the world. How is everybody doing this morning? Happy Monday. How is your Monday starting? Well, I know you still have those crocodiles in your eyes. You're trying to get up, you get in that first cup of coffee, or maybe you're just lying in bed. Good morning. We are going to make this a great day. We have some great stories for you today. But beforehand, let's go into the control room with our two great geniuses, Jacques Van Beber and Howard Reynolds. How are my peeps doing this morning? Well, Egberto, I'm doing just fine so far. So far, so good. Uh, I've got a soapbox that we'll get on to in just a few minutes, but I'm not going to take your show away from you at the moment. Uh, and now the, here's Jack Van Beber. He's going to talk to us and share some wisdom with us all. Let's hear Jack's wisdom. Good, good morning, Egberto. Buenos dias, mi hermano. Okay, uh, this is, uh, you know, this is about respect, you know. Laugh when you can, apologize when you should, and let go of what you cannot change. Wow, that is short and sweet and accurate on the point. But, you know, well, thank you so kindly, Jack, for your words. But, you know, uh, Brother Reynolds has me thinking, man, you have me curious, brother. I want to hear your rant. I, will, okay. I've got, I want to hear your rant, brother. At two minutes after six o'clock in the morning, I, <laughs> I'm not charged up yet. But I will tell you, over the weekend, I heard something so stupid, I couldn't believe it. Now, Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon, if you're familiar with the cover, is a prism. On the prism, there is one beam of light going into the prism. And the multicolored, you know, is, is it, it breaks down the light into different colors. Mm-hmm. Well, on the 50th anniversary of that album, there is a cover that says, looks much the same. However, it says, Dark Side of the Moon, 5-0. In the zero, it has the prism colors that the original album had. Mm-hmm. Someone is all upset a group is all upset. That's woke. We're gonna. We're not gonna listen to Pink Floyd anymore. How stupid is that? Have we really come to a point in our country where the stupid people have taken over? Honestly, people, what in the hell is wrong with you? I really have to ask this question because it's so stupid. I couldn't believe it. And if anybody else has heard of this or supports it, I don't understand. Woke? What? Oh, because it's because it's supporting uh, LGBTQ plus whatever. What nonsense! I would call it what it really is, but this is an FCC regulated medium that we would not want to listen to. What I what I would really call it? It's just plain stupid. Have we gotten to a point in our country where we're just looking for problems where there isn't one? Come on, man. This is ridiculous. And that's my rant. Uh, thank you so kindly. I hadn't heard that story, but 
uh, as you as you, you gotta, start. You got to see it. You got to see this. It's I'm just going to. it's beyond it's beyond stupid. It is idiotic. And the brainwashing from the far right. Oh, please, people, come on. Come on. Seriously? And that's all I got to say. Well, let me tell you, thanks for that, Howard. The interesting thing, man, is uh, that just shows you that the danger of mind control, where it actually takes away people's ability to critically think, you know, what what they're doing, critically think. It is it is scary, but you know what? Uh, we are here, you know, um, we are here, Howard. And, if, you know, a lot of folks have just listened to you and they said, wait, even th- some of them who had jumped onto that bandwagon and said, oh, my God, how did I go down that rabbit hole? So believe it or not, you just force somebody to think about it and say, oh, my God, actually, you're right, Howard. That was a rabbit hole. Shouldn't have even touched. Even if you were a right winger, I shouldn't have touched it. Anyway, folks, we have a great show for you today. The title of the show is Hassan Anihilates Ramaswamy. Blinken is scared of billionaire Musk. AOC castigates New York mayor. Subtitle, Mehdi Hassan took the Vlovietin charlatan Vivek Ramaswani to the cleaner. Secretary of State Blinken seems scared to address Elon Musk's tyranny. And AOC justifiably calls out the New York City mayor. And, you know, we have to be careful, folks. I mean, you know, with what Howard just said, right? It is amazing. And, you know, there's a there's a lot of... T- I, I, sometimes you wonder if Howard and Jack are working on these issues together when you kind of merge the, uh, what they say, you know, uh, this rant and, and, and uh, Jack's uh, word of wisdom, right? But I want you to think about this. Why is it, why is it that it is so easy for people to go down rabbit holes? Even the New York City mayor turned something that needs fixing into something that uses the rabbit hole terminology of the right, which AOC justifiably called out. I don't know if I'm going to get to that story because, like I said, you guys control this show. If you decide to call in, we change the show on a dime. Uh, whatever we don't get to, of course, you can get at the newsletter, politicsandright.com slash newsletter. Anyway, you can listen to this show in many different ways. If you're on the dial, great. That's 90.1 FM Houston on the dial. But you can also download the TuneIn application where you can just search for KPFT and listen to us on a phone through the TuneIn app that you can download from the Android, uh, the Play Store or the Apple Store. You can also go to kpft.org to listen to us by just pushing that listen button and stream us on your website or on your phone as well from the uh, browser on your phone. Don't forget, if you're already at our website and you feel sort of generous, you can shorten our drives by simply giving throughout our year. And in that light, allowing us to have a more steady flow of income that we don't have to have these rushes to uh, fund drive, etc. You can watch us live. I'm wearing my Trek shirt with the Volkswagen, Volkswagen power bar on it. 
Uh, you can watch that at facebook.com slash KPFT Houston, facebook.com slash KPFT Houston, or you can listen to it on our YouTube channel at politicsdoneright.tv, politicsdoneright.tv. You can watch the program and see the videos that we put out as well. Don't forget, you can get the podcast of all the clips, etc., at politicsdoneright.com slash podcast. Anyhow, folks, uh, look, uh, I did a piece last night at a, it's funny because a good friend of mine, Charlie, sent an email about Elon Musk. And I was like, I had just got through doing the video for the show today, um, at last night. And I, as after he said, big danger, Elon Musk, big danger. I'm like, wow, we're in the same wavelength. And I sent him the video that I'm about to show that illustrates, in fact, the danger. It's not. You know, we look at it as Elon, the danger of Elon Musk, right? But when you are a society that look at a billionaire and you give inordinate powers to a billionaire and you somehow believe these guys have, these guys have some sort of wisdom for which uh, having had that billionaire provided to them, it's what then puts us at peril. I want you to listen to this particular piece. It's a it's a twelve minute piece that I did last night. Wanted to get it right in the right context for you to listen. And in so doing, I'd love after this piece played, I would love to have the engagement of everybody. Call in seven one three five two six five seven three eight. Uh, 713-526-5738. I think this is a story that should be all over the airwaves. It's Musk getting into a war, but it's also, and I look, I want folks to realize, first of all, I am a fan of Bill Gates. I like Bill Gates. I think Bill Gates is a savvy guy. I think Bill Gates has too much unearned money and an unearned influence on the world because he has so much unearned money. Two things doesn't make something mutually exclusive. But uh, the reason I brought in Bill Gates is I didn't want it to seem like I was just downing on somebody that is easy to hate on, Elon Musk, but a good person uh, that that this system created that ability. It's not, it's the system. It's not the individual. It's not the person. It's a system that creates all these issues. So let me go ahead and play uh, the first video. And then uh, we'll go ahead again. Remember, if you want to watch the video, it's a good thing to watch uh, the, the, the facial features of blinking when confronted on the billionaire. It tells a lot. So if you want to watch it, go to facebook.com slash KPFT Houston or politicsdoneright.tv. Because, you know, as I watched that interview last night, and not, and not last night, yesterday morning, and I watched how uh, it was being handled by our Secretary of State, the Secretary of State of the most powerful nation on earth, succumbing to a billionaire named Elon Musk that really hasn't accomplished anything individually, but has been parasitic in the way it has played on the mismanagement of the old and much more. So I want you to listen to this and then we'll take it on the other side. 
Elon Musk admits that Walter Isaacson's biography on him stating that he cut off the Starlink services that Ukrainian drones were using to communicate as they launch an attack on Russia is true. A billionaire intervened unilaterally to support America's enemy. Secretary of State Tony Blinken's timidity to object or criticize Musk is a perfect example of why certain critical parts of our society must not be left to corporations in the private sector as they have no loyalty to person or country, but to their bottom line and their prejudices. Listen as CNN's Jake Taffer gives Blinken every opportunity to condemn Musk. It is clear he is scared of the billionaire, even as his action bordered on treason. SpaceX CEO Elon Musk uh, has recently confirmed a report that's in Walter Isaacson's new biography of Musk that last year Musk blocked access to his Starlink satellite network in Crimea in order to disrupt a major Ukrainian attack on the Russian Navy there. In other words, Musk effectively sabotaged uh, a military operation by Ukraine, a U.S. ally, against Russia, an aggressor country that invaded a U.S. ally. Should there be repercussions for that? Jake, I can't speak to a specific episode. Here's what I can tell you. Starlink has been a vital tool for the Ukrainians to be able to communicate with each other, and particularly uh, for the military uh, to communicate in their effort to defend all of Ukraine's territory. It remains so, and I would expect it to to continue uh, to be critical to their efforts. So what we would uh, hope and expect is that that technology will remain fully available to the Ukrainians. It is vital to what they're doing. I don't know that you can't speak to it. You won't speak to it. Musk says he was reportedly afraid that Russia would retaliate with nuclear weapons. Musk says that's based on his private discussions he had with senior Russian officials. Are you concerned that Musk is apparently conducting his own diplomatic outreach to the Russian government? Really, none of this concerns you? Jake, I can't speak to uh, conversations that may or may not have happened. I don't know. Um, I'm focused on the fact that the technology itself, Starlink, has been really important to the Ukrainians. It remains so. And uh, it, it should to continue to be part of what they're able to call on to be able to communicate with themselves. And again, to have the military uh, be able to, to communicate. Um, throughout this uh, Russian aggression, uh, you know, we, have, we ourselves have always had to factor in uh, what uh, Russia may do in response to any given thing that we or others do or the Ukrainians do. Um, and, and we have. Uh, but what's so critical now is that uh, Ukraine has had real success over the past year. I was uh, just in Ukraine, as you know. Um, the last time I was there was almost exactly a year ago. In that year, uh, from the last time I was there till this week, the Ukrainians have uh, retaken more than 50 percent of the territory seized by Russia since February of 2022. They're now engaged in a critical counteroffensive. Uh, and we're doing everything we can to maximize our support for them, along with many other countries, so that they can be successful. Starlink yeah. is an important part of, uh, of their success. And as I said, we expect that it will continue to be so. It sounds like Starlink's so important. The U.S. government doesn't want to risk offending a capricious billionaire uh, who did some things that I think in another situation, the U.S. government might want to say something about. You know, it's interesting because America likes to give uh, these billionaires kudos as if they are the best thing since apple pie, as if they are geniuses. What they are, 
are geniuses in capitalism. Geniuses is using everybody else's skills, everybody else's abilities, make it theirs and monopolize on it. You know, Daily Coast had a story uh, on, on this particular subject that I loved. And this is how he started to talk about Musk. He said the following, Elon Musk is neither an engineering nor business genius. He didn't found Tesla. He didn't design the motors or the batteries or the cars. He did found space exploration, more familiarly known as SpaceX. But again, he never set his hand to an engineering design, much much less a wrench. What Musk did do was recognize that both the automotive and Spain's launch industries were hugely stale, completely populated by people whose policies and technology were relics of the glory days of the long past, and that a determined and lucky run of these targets just might kick their asses. And the reality, I want you to understand what he's saying there. He's saying that the, the other guys in the private sector as well, you know, the Boeings and all these old guys, that built the Apollo, that built the Saturn and built all these other guys that they just went stale. Supposedly, the private sector is efficient. Supposedly, the private sector is always looking for the next best thing. But when you are getting free money from the government, when these corporations are getting welfare and not getting anything for creating anything new, what you get is stagnation. And that is what Elon Musk took advantage of. No matter what people think of Musk's uh, uh, failures at self-driving or the post-apocalyptic design of the extremely late-to-the-party Cybertruck, the truth is that Tesla now holds a position in the automotive industry that its century-plus-old competitors can only envy. Over at SpaceX, Musk has a near monopoly in an industry that others only starting to understand. This week, we got a glimpse of what that means, and that glimpse looked like Musk being able to single-handedly determine who lives or who dies. Again, look at what he did in, where again? In Ukraine, where he stopped the Ukrainians from getting rid of Russian ships that were launching missiles to kill Ukrainians, which means that single-handedly, Musk was responsible for the murder, for the deaths of many Many Ukrainians, many Ukrainians I want to go further to, to, to explain what he's saying here. He says, last week, we learned that Musk personally intervened to cut off communications to areas in Ukraine to thwart an attack that was intended to sink Russian warships docked off of occupied Crimea. That attack could have played a significant role in determining the outcome of the war. On Friday, Musk admitted that he took direct action to prevent communications in the area of the attack, which uh, reportedly left Ukrainian drone ships floating helplessly. Soon, some of these ships washed ashore near the Russian fleet and were studied by Russian authorities eager to block future attacks. The Russian Black Sea Fleet has fired hypersonic missiles into civilian structures across Ukraine, resulting in some of the most horrific war crimes of Russia's unprovoked illegal invasion. Those attacks continue today due to the decisions of one man, a billionaire named 
Elon Musk. Musk pretends that by preventing Ukraine from using the communications gear they had mostly purchased, that he was refusing to play a role on military attack. But he played a role. He chose sides. He chose to protect the Russian warships because he claims he believed Russian propaganda about a nuclear threat. Musk chose to put his own opinion over not only the strategy, but the lives of Ukrainians. They are still paying for this decision in blood, for his decision in blood. Perhaps most astonishingly, just two months after Musk decided to pull the plug on the attack, SpaceX announced the Star Shield service, which it advertises as featuring additional high assurance cryptographic capability to host, to, to host classified payloads and process data securely, meeting the most demanding government requirements. So here he is saying, hey, we are going to make sure that Starlink can serve the needs of the government by giving them the security that they need. But it's still controlled by Musk. Folks, when we talk about there are certain services, uh, certain services and uh, that that do not belong inside of the private sector, these are the things we're kind of talking about. When I talk about a food, I, I wrote a book it's called uh, as I see it, class warfare, the only resort to right-wing doom. I pointed out a lot of features within our economic system that do not, that does not belong in the private sector because the corporations use it to control us. Let's give an example. The food supply. By having corporations being able to create plants that can generate seeds or not generate seeds have now caused farmers not to be able to bank many of their seeds, but having to go back to corporations every year to get the seeds that they want want to plant, right? Again, they own the patents. And if your pollen blows into another place, it's suddenly you have to pay the corporations because you are now growing their product. The same apply to many patents for, for drugs, etc. These things do not belong in the private sector. Now we see a clear example where one person, a billionaire, because he controls communication, which nobody should control up in space, right? Because he controls that, he can determine if he's going to allow the signal to allow a government who is who is defending themselves against a violent, another violent govern, government. He decided, I am not going to allow you to go ahead and use these services to do what you need to get done. Communications, he's just proven things that I've said before. Communications do not belong in the private sector. Certain forms of energy. Uh, uh, distribution, etc., does not belong in the private sector. Healthcare does not belong in the private sector because these are things that we must have. These are the things that we need. And by keeping these things or having these things in the private sector, we're given the private sector, the corporations, veto power over the things that we need. Not only veto power, but extortive power over the things that we need. We give them the ability to blackmail us as citizens of countries because they control it. It is time now. First of all, Musk uh, Musk's proves, I think, clearly proves what he has done with uh, with Starlink, that Starlink cannot be controlled by the private sector. People may say, but he innovated it. He didn't innovate it. 
All these technologies were developed at NASA and other places and refined in these different companies. Musk is doing nothing new or gallant or nothing new or, 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 or effective that no other organization cannot do. He's just a person who was able to take advantage of the old dogs who are not doing the work that they got so used to sucking on the government's you know what that they didn't perform. Well, he has shown that in his performance and his evil, he is a danger. He's a clear and present danger, not only to the to the to America, but also to the world. I hope you got that, folks. Anyway, welcome aboard Alistair Waters in the chat as well from from Conroe, Texas, as well as Melanie Keelan from Barcelona, Spain. Thank you guys for being here and all the others on the system. Anyhow, folks, um. Before I go to Donald, I'm going to Donald right now, but I don't know why this story should be headlining our uh, our news all over the place. Private citizen, billionaire private citizen determines outcome of a war. Hey, look, I am not a war-loving person. I am not a fan of Ukraine. I'm not a fan of Russia at all at all of neither one of them okay because you know we 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 try to make it seems like oh uh the great ukrainian glory glory hallelujah fighting for freedom there's a lot of stories about ukraine that goes beyond the scope of today's show that if we started to talk about people say well you know what just let them kill each other but what we're looking at here is precedence of a country going into another country that is a precedence here and that is the reason why i just don't say leave it alone the other thing that i have to mention with regards to this war. I, I, I want everybody listening to understand this concept because I'm not, not into wars and all of that. But the same way we look at the Ukraine war somehow as existential because we're saying we're stopping something now so that something further doesn't happen in the future. Why aren't we looking at poverty? Uh, why are we looking at discrimination and all these other things that are a cancer to the American society right now? Why don't we create a war on those issues as well and spend the kind of money, the easy money that we were able to give the defense industrial complex to send our arms to, to uh, Ukraine, why aren't we doing that with the things that ails this country? Why aren't we doing that with health care? Why aren't we doing that with child care? Why aren't we doing that with family leave? I mean, it shows that when we want to do something, the money appears. I can talk about sovereign currencies another day, but let's go to Brother Donald right now and we'll get into that at some other time. Folks, 713-526-5738. That was our first 12-minute segment. 713-526-5738. This is your program. You want to make a comment about what you heard, whether you agree or not. I'd love to hear your thoughts. 713-526-5738. Please do not wait till the end of the show to call because I want to get your full thought process. Donald, come on in, my brother. Good morning. Good morning, sir. How are you doing? Good, good. Igberto, what's your degree in? I am, uh, my degree is mechanical engineering uh, out of the University of Texas, Austin. Very good. You work with factual numbers, real. Yes, sir. It can't be changed. There's variables. But with inertia and all the other stuff, you are not practicing. Your degree says what you are. The problem is we have people that are practicing law 
that control all of our systems. A doctor practices medicine. What you are in is what you can be sued for and you're liable for. Because if you put misinformation out there that is not the truth and not with mathematical formulas and equations, it will kill someone. Yes. And it's held accountable. They're not. They lie. They work defense. They work uh, prosecution. They kind of whatever they want to do, whatever story they want to tell. And that's what's wrong with the United States. You're, they think with a different part of their brain using politics. And, and back to what your other guy said, yes, I have a serenity prayer on my left finger. I keep just to spin around. <laughs> or actually, it's on my right hand mm-hmm. because I have to read it quite a lot sometimes dealing with people. But with the Elon Musk, you will never satisfy the thirst or quench the thirst of the rich man. You're not going to do it. They have one of the seven deadly sins, and it's called greed. Right. And we can spend all this money because they say what we're going to spend it on because. It's the fight for democracy. It's this, that. It's they single that rotten carrot in front of Ukraine on the donkey and keep it just out of reach. They want them to bite it because that's how they get paid. And you know, back to your metallurgic properties with all the advances that NASA did, all these other people get rich off of it. It's just the way it works. From the metallurgic properties to the depleted. Uh, what is it? Uranium? Depleted uranium, yeah. Yes, exactly. Because it penetrates still. If the Japanese would have had that, if they'd have had this technology back then, they wouldn't have to spend pointed cones on their missiles. They could just put the uranium on it and pop right through those ships. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of things people don't understand. I love the way you educate them. So carry on with what you're doing, but Elon Musk, he was great when he was making an electric car. Everybody was, oh, great, great. He had an unlimited bankroll, and that is what created the problem. And you create a problem to have the solution. So as a businessman, people would say, that's just business. He created a problem, which is a communication failure. To have the solution is you pay to play. That's not fixing a problem. That's creating a problem and have the solution. And that's a lot of ways the way our country works right now. People come in to create problems because they have the solutions. Politicians do not speak from their heart. and They do not tell the truth. They just go up there and give a bunch of lip service, get elected, and then they don't have to pay for your vote. It's a sad system, but that's where we're at in today's society also. You know, um, uh, thank you. Donald, thank you for saying that. Let me just say something for all of us. Um, You know, we complain about other countries, uh, whether their democracy is functional or not. Democracy is very, very difficult. Democracy, believe it or not, and I don't want at all to sound elitist because we are not elitist here at KPFT in the least. But, uh, but, but here is something that is very, very, uh, very interesting. Democracy re- requires an educated populace. That's why some places need like uh, what, what I call a benevolent dictator. And some places democracy can work. 
to let, let me give an exact reason for that. Uh, we have a we we have a society. The society is forming. The society at the end of the the the, the time of cosecha. Um, what do you call it? When you heart of the t- end of end of harvesting, um, you get all your seeds in. And you get bushels and bushels of seeds. You have a year that wasn't all that good, but the farmer or the the head the heads of the farm, etc., save off let's say ten percent of their corn for regrowth. And the people are still they're not they're not starving, but they're still hungry. They still want more. An uneducated uh, group of folks will go and say, "Hey, but we have ten percent of our of our crop still, of our seed still there. We can grind that into making more food to satisfy this partial hunger." And and folks says, "No, we can't do that. We have to keep this. Else next year we won't have." Uh, any food at all. Again, it requires another level of thinking for folks to be able to say, no, we have to hold this back to plant for next next year. The unthinker is going to say, we have it there, let's eat it now. That is the reason why we talk about, in that regards, a democracy of on, in, on people that are not aware or, or thinking will cause the eventual extinction of everybody. Democracies require a certain level of society knowing. And, you know, it was interesting that there there is a Republican senator that said something to that effect yesterday on one of the morning programs. And at first, it bugged me when he was trying to tell, tell the dangers of populism, you know, because I am a populist, but populism only works when everybody has the ability to be thinkers, right? Uh, or the majority. But uh, when the way he said it sounded elitist. I'm hoping that the way I'm saying it, people understand that, well, why we want, why America was an educated society and why right now conservatives and, and, and neoliberals are trying their utter best to make us a less informed society because that way they make the decisions. I would love others to call me on this 713-526-5738, 713-526-5738. Give me a closer, Donald, before I go to uh, Augie. Oh, no, no, no. Sheep are easily uh, contained and lemmings are easily entertained. If you entertain them and put them on their cell phone and they give them a bunch of five-minute clips, then they're not aware of what's going around them. So, Brad, carry on with what you're doing. Thanks, sir. Br- thank you, my brother. Uh, something that that Donald alluded to. Uh, it's there, there is this thing of the past in the days of the kings called bread and circus. When he talks about that five minute, I give them five minute clips on the phone. Actually, it's more like one minute clips on the phone. In fact, I've started doing one minute clips of these shows. I look for highlights. And take out one-minute clips and throw it on YouTube, throw it on uh, Instagram, throw it on YouTube, uh, on uh, on TikTok, throw it on on uh, uh, other other platforms. And the reason why is what Brother Donald just said is so true. We have become uh, a, a people that want short clips. So as I inform, my thing is it's not about me. It's not about those who necessarily already know. It's about how do we reach people in whatever form they need to be reached so that we can have a difference to make things better 
for us all. And that's the goal. That is what we are all into. Brother Augie is next up on the line. How are you doing, sir? And folks, don't forget to call 713-526-5738. 713-526-573. Please, I beg of thee, don't wait till the end of the show. Call now so that you can have the full thought that you wanted across and I don't have to hurry you along. Lines are open. Come on in, Augie. Yeah, I think capitalism looks like it's going to be a failure because it's making the few here, uh, the billionaires, richer in the middle and lower class poor. And uh, and Elon Musk is not the first one to help uh, the bad guys. Uh, Henry Ford liked him. Right. He was a fan, and he funded the American Bund here in the United States. Exactly. But the Nazi army. The Nazi army then wasn't motorized, had mostly horses. So uh, if uh, you see some of the trucks that the uh, German army had, the Nazi army, mm-hmm. that they were uh, Ford trucks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, IBM helped them uh, with uh, with uh, the Holocaust. <coughs> Excuse me, uh, so they could keep track of these people better that they're sending to the concentration camps. And here in Texas, we had an oil man who was uh, disobeying the law. He uh, he had a great customer in, in Hitler, and he, and he sold him oil and gas under the table when he wasn't supposed to. Right. So, and uh, and people blamed the presidents for all our uh, problems, particularly Democratic uh, presidents, when they don't have anything to do with the problem. Uh, it's, a, lot of t- a lot of it is by Republicans. Like, uh, um, like our medical uh, businesses. At one time, it was a, a, for a service uh, business with uh, Richard Nixon. He made it into a for-profit business, and it's been going that way ever since. He's the one that created HMOs. We don't need HMOs. Well, we just need our doctors, and uh, and uh, a lot of doctors hated HMOs because they're telling them what they can charge. And what they can do. And let, 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 let me, let me, I want to interrupt you because anytime somebody bring that subject up, I want to make sure and clarify it for our audience, which is very important. So, uh, Augie, give me about a minute and a half here to, uh, to add on to the excellent comment you just made there. And it goes as follows. The, pri- the private sector has you believe in that anytime we, the people, we, the government, we, the people who our government is, try to get into healthcare to simply pay a bill, not to innovate, to pay the bills. In other words, have one insurance company, we, the people, the United States government, we, the people all pay into it, have one insurance companies. We don't have the expense of paying executives. We don't have the expense of advertising. We don't have the expense of database management. We don't have the expense of multiple of all these things, CEOs, etc. All monies go towards healthcare. They want to call that communism. And then they give you the false story. Remember earlier I said education is important for us to make the right choices. They want to tell you, you know, if you have several insurance companies, you have a choice. You do not have a choice with several insurance company. You simply have a choice of to whom should you be enslaved 
two. Let's give an example. If you have insurance company number one, they simply tell you what doctors, medicines, and hospitals you can use. Insurance uh, number two tells you which doctors, medicines, and hospitals you can use. So you are only determining your choice is who do you want to be your master? That's what the choice is when you're choosing insurance companies. A single-payer system where the government by your tax dollars, all of us pay into it, all of us. It's not free, it's we all pay into it. What that does is it allows you to make the choice of the doctor you use and for your doctor and you to make the choice of what medicines you get and for you to make the choice of what hospitals you go to. We have to start being educated in our thought process and not allow those who make money from having the chaos, make money from the insurance company, get into the fold. Don't forget, folks, give us a call at 713-526-5738 to be a part of the discussion. And I saw a text here that I need to jump over to Jack real quick. Jack, and then I'll come back to you, Augie. Jack, you, you needed to say something. Yeah, uh, you know, Elon Musk is a hit man. You know, he's flipping these industries over into the pockets of the capitalists. You know, look out. He's going to steal the future of space exploration as NASA is turned into an amusement park. He is capitalizing space as he steals the benefits of space from the people. Let me ask you to hold on that thought, Jack, because I I want to I want to expand on that. That's an in, insightful statement you've just made there. Augie, finish for me so I can jump to Gonzalo and then continue on on Jack. Thank you, brother. Yeah, and like I said, uh, people aren't that great at communication. Communication is talking fifty percent and then listening fifty percent. All these Republicans. I only care about talking. They don't care anything about listening. And uh, and the, the people that support them, that, they're the same. You try to give them the facts and the truth, and they don't care about that. Well, we have to lay... Let me tell you something that I say about that, Augie. Sorry to interrupt you. I think, and tell me if you agree, I want to talk to everybody, and I want to listen to everybody, but I want those that don't agree with me the opportunity that if they see the light to agree, they know that they have a place to land. Oftentimes, people will stick to their positions because it's all they got. And if it's all they got, in other words, if, if their whole society is, is on the right, if their whole society is in a particular space and they see the truth, sometimes what prevents them from moving on the truth is they think they're going to lose their place to land. And that's one of the reasons I always say we, those of us who consider ourselves progressives, who consider ourselves right, let's make sure to give people a place to land. Give me a closer, Augie. Yeah, well, I talked to uh, a lot of these right wingers. Uh, once at the gym, uh, once at a hard chicken place, mm-hmm. and then a guy I used to work with. Uh, I used to like to read books, and, and he knew that. And so he said, when he retires, he wants to start a, a, a bookstore. And but then I retired, and then I talked to my, uh, my fellow techs, and they told me, "Watch out for this guy. His name is Rod. Uh, he's a pro Trumper," and I couldn't believe it. He was never political. So, but we were still friends, and he invited me over. And but he married a, a this black lady. He was white, 
and had a party, and the lady invited all her sisters and cousins and nephews, and she was a great cook. And uh, he and I, we went to the kitchen, and then we started uh, talking about politics. You told me that story. Go ahead, yeah, real quick. And the voices got louder and louder. And so the little kids started coming into the kitchen to hear what we were going to do. And, it's, and the kindergarten kids jumped in and said, Uncle Ronnie, that is wrong, what you're saying. And then the elementary school kids came in, and then the high school kids. And they all told him he was wrong and the stuff he was saying about the Republican Party. And it was kind of funny. So no, but that, the, the good thing is that they could have the conversation. I remember that. I remember that story. You told me that story a few a few months ago, I believe. I love that story. It's actually a good story. But I tell you what, Augie, let's jump to Gonzalo because I want to make sure and get everybody a, an opportunity, brother. All right. Sure. Thank yeah, you, thanks. sir. Have a good one. Hey, Gonzalo, come on in, hermano. ¿Cómo estás esta mañana? Muy bien, muy bien. Perfecto. How are you today? Perfecto, hermano. Talk to me. Okay. Uh, just a few uh, thoughts that I have about the topics that you're dealing with today. Uh, populism. So, uh, Putin is a populist. Uh, so, it is Trump. So, uh, uh, Putin promised uh, the uh, Russian people to give the greatness of the former Russian Empire or the USSR. That's something that I'm not sure. I think they want capitalism and they want it, but the Russian way. So that's what he needs to accomplish. I don't know if he's uh, too far right now with the war, uh, what the implications that the war uh, has and the uh, opportunities he has uh, lost. Of right. course, uh, uh, you have allies. Uh, you know who the allies uh, are. Yes. Uh, China, Iran, and etc. Uh, we choose to get into that war. Uh, our president did. So that's uh, the nature of the U.S. Uh, of the USA. I mean, uh, we have a military uh, machine that needs to make to be some fed. cash. To be fair, yes. That's a reality, and we need to face it. So, uh, I mean, uh, going back to the health topic, which is something that I have talked about many times. I have put you examples about Canada, about Spain, about some European Union uh, countries. Countries, yes. And I'm going to uh, refer briefly to two uh, uh ways of thinking here in America. So I have friends who are Republicans and say, okay, we don't want taxes because we want the freedom to have our and decide with our own money. So if we have uh, Obamacare or whatever insurance, uh, that's not freedom. So why should I have health insurance? I told them, well, you pay car insurance and it's mandatory. Otherwise, you cannot drive your car on the highway or on the street. Why you don't pay for your own health? Why you shouldn't pay for your own health? So that end of a conversation. So I think, uh, I mean, health, free health between com uh, quotations come with taxes. There's no way we can have free between quotations health 
Right. Without Nothing is free, Gonzalo. Nothing, and and that's why I don't like when progressives Nothing talk about free. free. Ah. Yeah, it's not. We are not asking for anything for free. We are saying let's do it collectively because collectively it's more efficient. But Gonzalo, have Brian on the other uh, line. Um, you you are a regular okay. as well. I appreciate your call and and always your good insight. So thank you, muchas gracias. Tenga buen el resto de tu thank día, you. señor. All right, let's go to uh, the second mayor of politics done right, which is or I should say the assistant mayor of politics on right i think this is the same brian come on in brian how are you doing this morning yes it's the very same brian that called yeah all right talk to me sir yeah years ago we had this conflict called the vietnam war yes uh, the Gulf of uh yeah that was started by kennedy correct uh yes yeah Okay, I'll, I'll give that to you because it's a bit more complicated than that, but I'll give that to you. Go ahead. Make your point. Okay, so uh, the North Koreans, uh, North Vietnamese are communists, and they invaded a uh, Republican uh, Republic of South Vietnam, right? And we came in to protect them. Yes. Now, what's going on in uh, Ukraine right now? A communist country invaded a sovereign nation. True. And we're there protecting the sovereign nation. Okay. Right. Yes. Okay. Now, the left wing uh, hated the American soldiers during the Vietnam War. They protested against the uh, the Vietnam War. Yes. Where's the protest now? Where, All right. So far, it was $142 billion on military aid going to Ukraine, correct? Yes. You're correct. Okay. Well, Wow. Okay, l- l- let me explain a few things, uh, Brian, and this is why I said it requires a lot of thinking and sometimes things don't land exactly where you want to land. Uh, if I were grown up, if I were, were grown in the Vietnam days, I would be fighting against, uh, first of all, I wouldn't only be fighting uh, the, South, the, the North Vietnamese coming into South Vietnam or anything like that. I would have been fighting previous to that. I would have been fighting that, why the hell are the French uh, controlling Vietnam? You see, a lot of people just stop. They start their questioning at the South and North Vietnam, as opposed to asking, what's the genesis of North and South Vietnam? What's the genesis of what colonial, colonialism has done to a place like uh, Vietnam, where the French had no purpose or reason to be other than colonialism. So uh, I, I, what I'm going to give you is that, uh, yes, they, the, the left were real strong against uh, Vietnam War, not as strong against the Ukraine War. And your contention is that because a lot of this war has to do with, you know, I mean, it started, I think, probably the Ukraine issue, I think, started during the Obama administration. And then uh, it was it kind of faded in onto in, in, in Trump because Trump didn't get the bribes he wanted from the Ukrainian. And then it took back up under the Biden administration. I give you that. And while left wingers, the very left wing of our party are completely against the Ukraine war and they're speaking up against the Ukraine war, the neoliberal portion of our our Democratic Party, as well as the more the left, I am I consider myself the left side of the Democratic Party. I don't want to just jump out of Ukraine. I want to add to that that if we can afford to help Ukraine stay uh, out of the realms of of Putin, we should be able to afford healthcare, afford a family leave, and all of that. That's my that's my 
problem with how we're dealing with the Ukraine war. But I understand what you're saying. And what you're saying does have some validity, sir. Yeah. Next, next question. Uh, next question. You know what today is, right? Today is 9-11. Yes, sir. You mentioned it. I, I, I haven't been listening. Have you mentioned it? No, sir. I did not mention 9-11 at all. But I did mention a lot of other wars that have occurred on this date or uh, that had occurred during this date either. You know, 9-11 was 22 years ago. I am not going to keep on on the 9-11, 9-11 kick. When we use 9-11 to do a whole lot of things we should not have done. All right. Uh, it looks like we lost uh, Brian by accident. So, Brian, if we accidentally threw you off, go ahead and give us a call back. Come on in, Johnny. Yeah. Uh, to answer Brian's simplistic questions and contentious, I might add, I would tell him from my point of view, since I'm 64, I have a childhood memories of that Vietnam War where I was very angry at the way our troops over there were slaughtering innocent children over there. That's not war making. That's slaughter. That's engaging in um, genocide. Cleansing. Yeah. What do they call that? Uh, genocide. Genocide. Yeah, that's what our country was doing. And the so-called libs and the limp-wristed commies here in the United States was against that. Why? Because we're actually Christians. We're actually the ones who are pro-life. And right now, fast forward to 2023, guess what? We see the same uh, abuses being done by the Russian military and their mercenaries, raping women, abducting children, taking appliances. These are all part of that same kind of effect. They're looking to, and, and Putin has admitted it, basically, in his rhetoric. He's talking about wanting to cleanse uh, that country and take the territory back. Johnny, you've clarified it. You've clarified your Brother, you've... Hey, uh, Johnny, you've... I have a problem with this. You are... You're, you've clarified it, and please forgive me for telling you um, that I want to go to Al because it seems like somebody that doesn't call in often. I love you. I love you for what you said, and I made you say your statement, sir. Anything else before I jump to Al? Ten seconds. No, that was it. Basically, right. to address Brian's contentious questions. Thank you, brother. All right, Johnny. Thank you. Keep calling. Bye-bye. Come on in, Al. Hey, good morning. Good morning, sir. Uh, I heard the conversation. Uh, I heard the conversation with Brian, and mm -hmm. and I think there's some things that need to be dispelled about Vietnam and Ukraine. Mm -hmm. And and I'll 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 just go through my spiel, and then uh, let you respond to that, and I'll listen to you. How about that? Go, sir. Okay. So Vietnam, <laughs> Robert McNamara, who was the Secretary of Defense, of Defense yes. uh, openly admitted that uh, the Gulf of Tonkin incident was a false flag and never happened, which was the, the one thing that uh, uh, set that off. Uh, Let me just tell you, Al, because we're running on time, kind of speed it up some, my dear brother. I'm, I'm, I'm trying. And, um, you know, so that was all a false flag. It was Lyndon Johnson that wanted Vietnam War. Kennedy didn't, wasn't going to go to Vietnam. And, and two, on Ukraine, uh, you know, 
the Ukrainians bombed the Donbass for seven years and killed 15,000 people that were Russian Ukrainians. And, and they barred them from voting in the elections. So when Putin says that there's uh, ethnic cleansing, he is correct. Okay? It's the Ukrainians that wanted to expel Russians from the country. And there's a, there's a misunderstanding because our media is promoting this Ukraine agenda. But okay. All right. Look, thank you, Al. I, I, I'm, I'm, I, you, I, I only have 30 seconds to respond to you. And I, I want to I want to give okay. you the kudos where the kudos needs to be given. There's a lot of truth oh, in what. Yeah, there's a whole lot of truth in what you had to say. And if you notice earlier on, I said specifically there, there there's no sainthood for the Ukrainians and there's no sainthood for Putin. And uh, the issue is Putin going into a bordered country a country with borders, that's a precedence that we cannot have. Uh, was there genocide occurring already in Ukraine and the way Ukraine has treated a particular sect and its people? You're absolutely right. So I'm not going to take that away from you at all. But the precedence here, sir, is Putin going into a border, another country's border. Suppose somebody looked at the genocide that occurred in the United States. And to some extent, some would say that it's still occurring to a particular sect in the United States. And some other country comes in here and said, we are coming into the United States because you're treating this particular group of people this way. I don't think we would accept that another country comes in to take care of the ills that we're doing locally in that form. So we have to be careful right there. And uh, let, we can finish this next next week. I mean, next, tomorrow. Folks, don't forget, for the things we didn't cover, politicsandright.com slash newsletter. You can find all information of everything we missed to put out there in the uh, in the stories that we didn't cover that we had listed on the uh, newsletter for today. Without further ado, I'm going to throw it right back to our control room for their final thoughts. Very good show today. Lots of callers. And uh, it was good to hear Johnny. Uh, what you got for us, Jack? Well, you know, uh, I'm just going to say something funny about the Vietnam. I read, I read Stephen Kendrick's book, and uh, he has had an interview with Ho Chi Minh and Alan Dulles. And Alan asked Ho Chi Minh if he was a communist. And Ho Chi Minh said, why, yes, but we can still be friends. <laughs> All right, folks, we got to close this baby out. Uh, thank you, Howard. Thank you, Jack. Thank you, all the callers. Johnny, the mayor, and Brian, the, the assistant mayor. Thank you guys for being here. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right, and you know uh, how I end this baby. I am what? Out! We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.